Man, this is leading to some good music. We're sampling from songs that have some kind of a family association in honor of family day. And this is the Almond Brothers. And was it the Almond Brothers? Now I'm going to have to go look it up. Or Joe, you can look it up. In... I think it's almost famous, isn't it? Where the plane goes into a plunge and everybody starts confessing everything. And then, of course, the plane pulls out of the plunge and everybody regrets all the things that they've just confessed to. And uh, I think I remember reading that that was based on a true story involving the Almond Brothers. Might have been other brothers. Anyway, uh, let's bring in Brother Scott Reed, CDB political analyst, former advisor to a prime minister. It's time for the morning brief. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. I do think that story was based on the Omen Brothers. Uh, remember, the name of the band was Stillwater, which I always thought was perfectly composed because Stillwater does sound like kind of a long-haired, scraggy 1977-ish band. So I always like that. Okay, so let's start digging through some of the day's big stories, including uh, Jerry Agar Bate, a teenage girl who is already accused of being involved in a swarming murder in 2022, was on release, which is not entirely surprising because surprising, she's a juvenile. But now she's allegedly involved in another stabbing. Yeah, I, you know, what can you say? I, I think a couple of things about this. One, my capacity for mercy is being tested pretty severely. Uh, my capacity for sympathy is being tested pretty severely, to be honest. So, um, you know, it isn't like you're just released, period. You're still released into the custody and care of somebody. And obviously, somebody is not honoring their obligations in terms of overseeing this uh girl and let's call her a girl because i mean as you i heard you earlier on the like she must have been 12 or 13 when the original yeah. incident occurred um so you know you sort of you look at this and you see the stabbing and the swarming and you go like what what where what is that all about like what is what is that weird cultural thing where swarming is now something that young people take part in and, and not all young people obviously but you know it seems to be Seems to be a, a like a hey, let's do this. That's disturbing. Um, I don't think it's reason to throw out Canada Youth Justice Act. I know that others will disagree, but I just don't think it is um, because I'm not willing to give up on 12 year olds in all instances across the board. But I think you know when you have situations like this where someone's demonstrated to not have any respect for the system and demonstrates that they are a threat to others then you got to come down harder. And so that person has to be detained uh, in, in spite of their age. And I think this person has to be sentenced differently in spite of their age. I mean, that's kind of where I saw this thing off, but you know, there's no, there's no easy answers. This feels like this person is a, is a through and through bad seed. And maybe that's judgmental, but I don't know what else to conclude based on the facts available to us. No judge away. I mean, you've raised four boys. You've, you know, I, th I don't think one of them's made it to 14 yet, but I mean, you've you've dealt with 14 year olds and 12 year olds. You know what they're capable of or whether they're good or bad. And uh, this does seem to be a bad seed. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's, I'm in no place to sound like an expert, but I think with kids, you do know that they are all individuals and, you know, it's it's hard to predict what kids are going to be like. I remember one of the sweetest people I ever knew in my life growing up was an Anglican church minister and, uh, and his were, and his son was a through and through born and bred criminal. I don't know why, but the guy was, and it was just wired into him. So these things happen in places you don't expect, but 
that's why we have to have consequences. We're going to talk to the author of this study at 905, and I really need to know more about the methodology, but what are your quick takes on new research that suggests safe injection sites do indeed save lives? I'm not surprised to hear that, um, you know, and we do need more research. I don't think we can spike the football and go, well, that, that's the end of the debate. And it won't be the end of the debate anyway, because the debate is always going to be emotional. I, my working assumption is this. One, safe injection sites will save lives. That where they are and where they are well run, you will see the level of fatality decrease. So that's got to be the imperative because saving someone's life is, is I mean, there's no more fundamental objective. The second thing is none of that is to say that it doesn't have deteriorating effects on that neighborhood. You know, and I think that the, the, the challenge is that where you place an injection site, you're almost certainly going to get a level of sort of satellite crime and disharmony. And it's going to be a, a, a place that's not pretty to look at. And there's going to be needles and parks nearby and that sort of stuff. And I think that that's probably almost inevitable, but if, you know, if they save lives, they save lives. And, you know, I think, you know, from my perspective, the public policy has to be, all right, so we need these things. Now, what do we do around them to make all of the other factors mitigated as best as possible? Nobody wants an injection site in their neighborhood for obvious reasons. But if, in fact, the data is true, saving lives uh, really, really matters. I was just talking to somebody this weekend who's lost a child due to um, an overdose. And, you know, you're like, my God, like that, that family is busted now and will be busted forever. And so if you can, if you can halt that from occurring, surely we have to do everything possible to halt that from occurring. Toronto's looking at putting together a bad dog list. And as a matter of fact, if you're on it, you'd have to have a lawn sign that says bad dog lives here. I think the part of this story I like the most is I didn't know we had a bad dog tribunal and I am now so going to attend. No kidding. Um, well, I have a dog. I walk my dog. I see aggressive dogs. I see m more than that. I see owners. I, I think we should have a bad owner tri tribunal. I'd like to, and I'd like to have like a bad owner sign. Hi, a bad owner lives here. An complete ass who lets his dog run off leash on a city street and maul people as they wander along. I think that is needed. And I think, frankly, this is uh, a rose by another name. This is a pit bull band. That's what it's getting at. There will be other breeds that will be caught up in it. And, you know, I'm sort of just generally, even I think among dogs, I'm kind of loath to generalize. But, um, you know, there's a, whether it's causation or correlation, you know, you get these people want to have a pit bull they want to have three pit bulls and walk down the street with them and those guys always look the same you know those guys always look the same they look like the guy at the end of the bar and <laughs> you know when you're walking down the street or you go into a park you look and it's not just a dog you look at you look at the owner and you go all right let's head the other way this is all going to be trouble yeah the sign on my front lawn would have to be surly dog lives here but uh you know i i tend to keep him under control but having been mauled by a dog and then the owner said oh he's such a good doggy um yeah i'm kind of into starting to document this have you come across the mother canada statue project because this is something tony trigiani the guy behind it has been sending me material for 10 years and he's a really really nice man but i've never been in favor of this project yeah i i think it's weird 
like to be very blunt with you, I think the whole, I, I mean, I guess it's commendable the passion that he has for it, but it's also strange in my view, like just flat out kind of peculiar. I think the design of the statue, which is, you know, been a source of controversy is kind of weird. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, the fundamental spirit behind it seems extremely well-intended and, you know, I'm war veterans in my family, but you know, so you, that's something I, care about but it just seems weird and now like suing heritage or whatever and saying oh it's some big plot and you're biased against me like whatever just <clears throat> lay down tools i know when i was in the prime minister's office you would get people that would write you letters like constantly members of parliament get this cabinet ministers get this and this has that feel to it well intended or not it's kind of got a little bit of hmm, sort of nutty and speaking of statues, the Sir John A. Macdonald statue in front of Queen's Park, still in a box and apparently rat infested now. Yeah, big shock. Um, you mean just boxing something up uh, didn't work? Um, don't really like your great aunt? Just put her in a box until the committee can figure out what to do with her? Uh, <laughs> that feels like the approach we're taking. So, you know, I, I know this controversy is going to rage. And the challenge is that the intensity of those who object is so sincere and difficult to to dispute. So you end up in this very emotional situation. People are trying to find consensus. There's no consensus to be had. So that's that's going to be my run to the end and give you a short preview. There will be no consensus where people settle on an option to go, oh, okay, well, I actually had problems with this, but now that we've sort of sawed it off here, I'm going to be all right. It isn't. So decision makers will have to make a decision. My vote has always been, and I'm a 55-year-old white guy who like took Canadian studies and history in university. So I guess I have you know, kind of old stock uh, bias. But my my strong inclination always is don't tear down statues, add plaques, add the add add the add the the, the context, um, acknowledge all of the faults and all of the things that under, through today's lens we think <clears throat> are objectively awful. Um, and, you know, I know in this project, they're also considering whether they would add another statue as a tribute to, um, you know, those who were lost in residential schools, which I think obviously is 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 sound. So I, I, I hope they reach some kind of outcome, but they're, they're not going to get through this without offending somebody. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Happy Family Day. Happy Family Day, John. I heard you <laughs> waxing about its virtues earlier, you stingy old Grinch. <laughs> Scott Reed on the morning brief.